0: Welcome back to another episode of She Builds Podcast, where we typically share the untold stories of historical women in the building and construction industry. That's right. We're at the end of another season, so it's time for a wrap up. I'm Lizzie Rar,
2: currently reading
0: Horse in San Francisco.
2: I'm Nardini D. D. West, still struggling to finish Atlas Shrugged in Houston, Texas.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's a long one. It's a long one. I'm Jessica Rogers, currently listening back and forth between two books. Book uh, Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott and the second book called The Year of Magical Thinking by Joan Didion. And I'm based out of Miami, Florida.
0: At the end of the season, we reflect on what we have learned from these last nine episodes. So, ladies, if you could sum it up in one word, how would you describe this season's ladies? Surprise. Wild.
1: How about you, Lizzie? Shuffled? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Despite our season being wild, a surprise, or even shuffled, there were a few similarities between our ladies, wouldn't you say?
2: Yeah, for sure. Episode 67, Clara Percet, and episode 68, Esther McCoy, were friends. I was like... <laughs> I was a little (laughs) bit blown away by that because I did not expect them. I did did not expect any of our ladies to know each other this season. And because the theme was so broad, usually in a season, some of them know each other because the theme of the season puts them in the same circles, but not Mm -hmm. this time. Which was pretty interesting when it still happened and that esther happened to live in mexico during the same time that clara lived there and then it turns out they're actually besties and Mm -hmm. esther was like clara's number one fan writing a book about (laughs) her and helping her mass produce
1: chairs like it was so cool yeah it came up when i started researching esther Uh, Esther she episode 68 she's a critic and a writer and she's connected to so many architects and a couple of our ladies so I was pleasantly surprised when she mentioned her collaboration with Glada during her time in in Mexico and the archive where I found a lot of my information from for Esther uh, I just found all these little nuggets of like correspondence between Glada and Esther which was really cool. (laughs)
0: That is so cool. I loved that we still had a lady connection. Mm -hmm. It just shows how small of a world the world of architecture really is, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: Not surprisingly, we did find some of our typical similarities between the ladies of like how resilient, ambitious, and hardworking they all were.
1: Mm. Yes. Our ladies always have that je ne sais quoi. Um, They're always resilient, ambitious, and hardworking. But let's talk about how this season, this wild season, brought up different approaches for us, too. Every season, our approach is usually the same, you know. Um, But with this being a wild card, anything went. Ladies, how was this season wild for you? I guess more specifically, how did you choose your ladies? Why don't we share that?
0: (laughs) So for me, I don't know that I really went out of my way to pick wild lady, so to speak, (laughs) I honestly just was like, oh, I can pick whoever I want. So I just picked (laughs) who sounded cool and had a cool story. Or I think Yuli was one that had been on my list for a while, but didn't make it to the other seasons. So I don't think I tried to think out of the box too much. What about you, ladies?
2: (laughs) Well, for me, I had one episode done right out of the box. Episode 65, Mei Nakatani Nishioka. actually presented her story on season four, Critics, Theorists, and Educators. And then at the end of our meeting, writing the script, the two of y'all were like, this episode is great and all, but Mae was not a critic, a theorist, or an educator. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember. I was like, this was great. But like at the end of the episode, I was like, so... How is she an educator? <laughs> <laughs> and you were really pushing that she was a mentor. And we were like, yeah, that's kind of a stretch. <laughs> but it was nice because the wild card season was the perfect place to bring May's story out. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I realized too late in my script writing that she didn't fit this season. But you know me, I was going to yeah. try to make it work. But honestly, you were right. And I accepted it. And it ended up being okay because I got to talk about Lena Bobardi for two episodes. So it all worked out. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And then yeah. you didn't have to
0: uh, research three ladies this time. You had some work done for you.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah I already, already had really one out.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but other than that, I took this season on as a challenge to be wild. In the sense of talking about people really outside of the box for us. So I found the first woman master plumber, which was great. That's um, episode 63, Lillian and Bombach. And because we had never talked about a tradesperson before. So that was really great. But then I was really struggling to find another lady that fit that parameter that I had set for myself to be so wild. So... One day I was telling Jessica about my struggles and how hard my life was. And <laughs>
1: <so> she
2: <laughs> she suggested for me to rethink what I defined as wild. Maybe it could be ladies that were in professions that I had never explored in my own episodes. Not necessarily wild for our show in general, but wild for me. Do you remember doing that, Jessica?
1: yes i do you know everyone has their own definition of what wild could be it's like a box of chocolates you never know what you're gonna
2: <laughs> <with>. yeah <laughs> well i'm really thankful that you told me that because i followed your advice actually you even told me my wild profession you pointed out that i don't often if ever talk about furniture designers and that's mm-hmm. how i landed on clara borset she was an interior designer and a furniture designer an industrial designer and I really, really enjoyed learning about her. And I might not have chosen her if it wasn't for you. So thank you, Jessica.
1: That's what friends are for. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're welcome. <laughs> um, for me, what made this scene- song? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's I- what
2: friends are for. I
1: don't know. I just, I feel like I've heard it before. But, yeah. um, anyway uh for me what made this season wild was a combo between the two of you guys you know like so okay for a little behind the scenes tip listeners we each have a list of ladies that at some point we would like to talk about and i had esther episode 68 on my list for a while and i had come across dorothy episode 66 since our last season, because that's when I was going through my whole Dorothy Doris phase, when I just wanted to talk about <laughs> um, uh So that I kind of had those in the back of my mind, I just didn't know how they would fit. So this wild card season allowed that to happen, and then for my other lady, Sylvia, episode sixty one. Now that one I purposely looked for. For this season, because I wanted to see how far outside of architecture I could go, but still have it relate to the AEC industry. So, episode 61, Sylvia Harris, she's this graphic designer that um, worked on things that helped architects today. And I don't know, I just think it was a great opener for the season, too, to showcase how our theme um, could be wild, but still relate to the industry.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's we all interpreted it differently, which made the season interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Agreed. Another wild aspect was switching up the order of our episodes. That was a whole thing. We were trying <laughs> yeah, to make a bunch.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we were trying to make a bunch of things wild. So usually <laughs> I start our seasons, and then the order goes Nurjiri, Jessica, Lizzie, rinse, repeat for nine episodes. Mm-hmm. But this time. We decided to make our order wild, too. So that was interesting deciding how that was going to go. That was a whole discussion. Poor Lizzie made like four different episode combinations. Yeah. (laughs) Until we found the one that worked for all of us. Lizzie is not ready to be too wild. She wanted to end the season. (laughs) That's okay. We understand that some things need to stay the same.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) I mean, I just like to be the anchor. What can I say? I mean we i mean i still think we mixed it up pretty well um but it was fun to change up the order although i've been getting a little confused on which week is mine to do the show notes i will say that throwing me
1: (laughs) it's i mean we still need our bumpers to keep us in the same lane so i get it Mm -hmm, exactly
0: I think one of my favorite things about this season was, like you mentioned, Nerjudi, we talked about a tradeswoman. I believe that's Mm. a first for us. And I thought it was so cool to find a woman who was part of the plumbing profession. Obviously, our show is trying to show that women can be part of various STEAM professions. And I think that's definitely something that's being pushed for in the profession as a whole. But there are still these pockets of the AEC industry that don't have a lot of women in them, like the trades and the
1: construction side of things. Yes, there are so many different aspects of the show that we want to talk about, like offline. We've mentioned that we would love to talk about contractors, but it's been difficult for us to find information on them or even find some historic contractors, let alone historic examples of women contractors.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we were talking about on Lillian's episode. I barely ever see women on job sites outside of other architects or engineers. Mm -hmm. So Mm. to learn about women in trade and see them thriving is wonderful. I'm glad we got to do that this season.
1: Me too. We even learned about all these different accounts on social media of women paving the way um, for others through their work in trade professions, such as our character for that episode, Megan Weston Gesso at Water Plumber Girl and Darcy Spiteri at Sparks to Sparkles, who recommended her. Um, but there are so many others that are doing cool things. It's really great. Speaking of caryatids can we talk about our caryatids in general? Mm, yes.
2: Yes, please. There's lots of updates.
1: Yeah. OK, so, well, we just mentioned Megan and it was great to see on our social media all of those that were That are in this field kind of like rise up and support Megan for being a karyotid that week. That was cool.
2: Yeah, that was really nice.
1: Yeah. Uh, But we have a few updates. Lizzie, you start.
2: Okay. Our
0: season one karyotid, Lori Brown, had an essay published discussing border towns and how that affects birthing clinics, respite centers, and shelters, bringing in the larger discussion on architects' role regarding public health and institutions.
1: Hmm.
2: Episode two carried Tiffany Brown was named the executive director of NOMA, a.k.a. National Organization for Minority Architects.
1: Yeah. uh, Episode 19, our carried Momoyo Kajima. Uh, She won with her partner. She won the 2022 Architecture Laureates of the Wolf Prize, an annual award highlighting scientists and artists for their achievements in the interest of mankind. Gloria Cloter published The Art of Motherhood
0: last year. It's a book that is talking about motherhood and architecture, which is really cool.
1: Mm, yeah. Uh, Carmion Hamilton, she did a collaboration with Tove uh, Furniture, and she's been speaking all over the place, like the ASID conference just last year.
2: What's the ASID?
1: The American Society of Interior Designers.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. That was their acronym. That's mm-hmm. cool, man. Our keratids are on fire. That's mm-hmm. right.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, we could go on and on about our keratids, um, and there are even ladies that not that are not our official keratids because we haven't mentioned them on our show, but they're still doing amazing things, like winning all of the awards, starting all of the new positions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Just so much. But what I like about this segment, and I want to repeat about it, is that it's an active reminder that the stories that we tell are usually the firsts, right? But the work... Uh, to bring an equitable profession continues to this day and our caryatids are drivers of that just by them doing what they do they are showing the world that women are welcomed in their respected industries and that they can do it well so i like that we get to showcase them and we get to look at the work that is happening in the present so just have yeah, to say that's it. so
0: true jessica I mean, we're trying to shine a light on women of the past on our show, right? But Mm -hmm. the women working today or the next generation of women in the profession are now the ones doing the hard work that the women we talk about started Mm -hmm. and they're continuing the legacy of those women. And we want to highlight that and give them their due as well. Yes.
2: Yes. These ladies are showing that a woman's job is any damn job she feels like doing. That's right. Especially this season that we've covered a lot of different professions graphic design, landscape architecture, plumbing, architecture, civil engineering, urban planning, industrial design, interior design, architectural journalism, and history, and transportation engineering. It was so broad. So, Mm -hmm. I have a question for y'all. If you woke up tomorrow and you wanted to take a break from what you're currently doing at your job right now, which of these professions would you choose as a second career?
1: Ooh, that is an interesting question. OK, so with my current plant obsession, I think I might consider mm. landscape architecture. But you know, I could ur- see you in that. Right. Urban planning, though, has always been something at the back of my mind, though. Like mm. even as my first career, I thought about it. But anyway, yeah. How about you, Lizzie?
0: So in college, I think I would have picked structural engineering, and I still find that really, really interesting. And I wouldn't be against that as a like an alternate career. But I also might choose interior design. Like after having worked for a while, I really like when I get to do little bits of that part of the project and work along with the interior designer in our office. So I just I'm interested in that, too, and how that can kind of work with architecture,
2: you know? Or GD, what would you pick? I think I would go for graphic designer because that's so broad and I could do so many different that's things true. with it. Mm. Work on wayfinding strategies would be great. All sorts of cool things. Just sign me up for that.
1: Mm. That does sound fun. Mm-hmm. No, GD, your question actually brings us to one of my favorite segments of each wrap up episode. You know the drill, our little version of superlatives. But before that, okay... So, ladies, which was your favorite lady that we talked about that wasn't your own episode lead? You know what? I'll start. I still can't get over episode 63, Lillian Ann, the first Master Plumber episode. To this day, my mom and I still talk about her story. Hola, mama. One of our avid listeners
0: giving her a shout out. (laughs) Jessica... You took my first answer.
1: Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lillian Ann was super cool, and I love talking about a female plumber. But I also loved learning about episode 66, Dorothy Erskine, and the beginning of Spur. Plus, mm. I'm a sucker for a Bay Area story. I mean, um, let's be real.
2: Yeah, that's, that makes sense. <laughs> I really liked episode 64, Yuli, Because we uncovered another lady involved in Shandigar. And for me, that was special after covering Jane Drew. Well, she was in the first season. I believe she was episode seven. Mm -hmm. That lady, Jane Drew, is the lady that brought this project of Shandigar to Le Corbusier. So it felt like another piece of this crazy Shandigar puzzle unraveling before me of this Other lady involved in this project and all the amazing work she did. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, Jessica, be honest. Professor, boss, or
0: friend, who would you Mm. choose between Sylvia, Dorothy, or Esther?
1: Ooh, this is tough. Okay. So if you recall episode 68, Esther, she worked freelance, so she couldn't be my boss. So I think I would just choose her to be my friend. I think she could hang. She was in Mexico and traveled all over. Um, Episode 61, Sylvia. I think I would want her to be my professor because it just seems fitting uh, because she was a professor, and um, I just want her to teach me all the things. All the citizen designer things. (laughs) Um, So I guess that leaves Dorothy, episode 66, as my boss, which I don't mind because... I liked the work that she did and the impact that it had. So, that could be
2: cool. Those choices make sense.
1: Hmm. All right, Nojiti. Who would you challenge to a game of beer pong? Who would you go wine tasting with? And who would you pick as a high tea companion? Who would you choose? uh, Which lady would you choose and why? And as a reminder, your ladies were Lillian and Maya Nakatani Nishioka and Clara Porcette.
2: Those are three very different vibes. (laughs) Okay. I would only do beer pong if we're not drinking from cups that everyone has had their hands in. Just just saying. Mm
1: -hmm. We are grown. And I would
2: challenge (laughs) Lillian Ann. I think she would be a worthy opponent. Mm. (laughs) Hmm. Wine tasting, I take May because she could have some deep mentoring conversations for me while we're staring at the vineyards and the sunset. (laughs) (laughs) And high tea, it would definitely be Clara Porset because, you know, she was high class. So we got to do the high tea with her.
1: I think those are good choices. You know, you could get all the tea from Clara while drinking tea. Oh,
0: yeah, that's true. (laughs) The but the question is, is Lillian Anne your opponent or your teammate in Beer Pong?
2: Ooh. Oh, um, let's make her my opponent. Ooh. Challenge accepted, Lillian. That's right. You're probably going to win, though. I was really bad at that game. <laughs> so I don't want to do do bad by her by putting her on my team. I'm actually doing her a favor. I see. You don't want to bring her down. No. <laughs> So, Lizzie, between Ruth, Yuli, and Lois, which one would you pick to attend their lecture? With which of them would you travel the world? And which one would you be co-workers with?
1: Mm.
0: Okay. I
2: think I'd travel with episode 62,
0: Ruth, to explore different plants like she did on her Panama Canal adventure. Hmm. And I'd attend a lecture by episode 64, Yuli, because I think she'd have a lot of interesting things to say about Shandagar and public architecture in India in general, Mm. you know, being chief architect of like every place in India. And then I'd be co-workers with episode 69, Lois, because she seemed like a good worker and also really talkative and fun to like hang out with in the office, if you know what I mean. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah i love hearing what we decide on these like random things <laughs> it just <laughs> makes me it's just so fun okay so <laughs> moving on before we talk about like what's next for us and all of that is there anything that we might want to add to our lady stories or to clarify or follow up on um no i think you sent us a message in our group chat about what you wanted to say
2: yes yes i need to apologize because on episode 65 i had a typo and i mispronounced the name of may's husband his name was rikio nishioka i hope i'm saying it correctly now is definitely closer to the truth of <laughs> his last name than the blunder i said during the episode so yeah i just wanted to correct that
1: <laughs> okay thank yes mm-hmm.
2: I also wanted to talk about a little extra
0: piece from episode 69 with Lois Cooper last week. We mentioned a few of the different engineering societies that Lois was part of, like the LA Council of Black Professional Engineers and the Society of Women Engineers. So a lot of my research was from an interview that Lois did after she retired, and it was very extensive. So I didn't get to include everything in the episode since it was already kind of (laughs) long, but- (laughs) We had a conversation, the three of us offline, about something that was in the interview, and I figured the wrap up might be a good place to chat about it.
2: Now's the time.
1: Let's do it.
0: That was a lot of buildup. But anyway, the interviewer <laughs> asked Lois how she felt about SWE, the Society of Women Engineers, partnering with NSBE, National Society of Black Engineers and SHPE, the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers, and if she thought this was a good way to reach a larger audience. Lois felt that it was because it would allow people in the various groups to meet others in the profession from different backgrounds, and that they might have shared issues across the different groups, but still retaining a space in their own group to have that space.
2: Well, yeah, that makes sense. They could find common ground and help each other's missions. I bet that at the end of the day, all the groups just want to move the profession forward somehow.
1: Yes, to all of those things. Um, But there's also something to be said about what these specific groups offered. It's that sense of like belonging, you know, that opportunity to find common ground with people that look like you and that do the same things as you.
0: For sure. And let's be clear, this interview was in 2005. So things have certainly changed since then. But I think just going back to what Lois had said about SWE, originally feeling like it was the white lady group at first, and it made her cautious to join, right? Like, I think what you were talking about, Jessica, Mm -hmm. relates to that, right? I thought it was just interesting, this topic about how sometimes those groups can almost become siloed from one another, and that Even though it is like really good to have this place of belonging and whatnot, it might be good to cross mingle a little bit to create more exposure across the groups themselves. Right.
1: Yes. Okay. so despite what I just said before, uh, (laughs) you know, to what Lois is saying right now. I've had this conversation just recently about how the AA, the American Institute of Architects in the US, you know, they have all of these groups, right? They're divided between cities and states. And at one point they were also divided by regions. And then there's, you know, the national group. I mean, it can be hard to know what each group is doing because they each can get stuck in their own little bubble. And and in the case for Lois, you know, there's also the added aspect of being like, The small fish in the big pond type of situation. So I can see where she's coming from as well. Um, Yeah. So I'm glad that we're talking about this, though. It's good.
2: Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. It could be a charrette conversation, maybe in the future. We could talk more deeply about it.
1: Mm Yes, so speaking of the future, we are, you know, now that this is the wrap up, we always like to share the theme for the next season. So drumroll, please.
2: The season's theme is places we've called home. (laughs)
1: Yay. Yay. <laughs> we've called home? We're coming we... home. Coming home. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that means anywhere that we've lived for any period of time and considered a home.
1: Yes. You know, over the years, there have been several cities and countries hint, hint, that we have called home, whether we've lived there for five years, five months or a decade. We will tell the stories of ladies from places that we've called home.
0: Yeah. Very excited to look at ladies who have a connection to places that I have a connection to because mm-hmm. it's like me and this lady are extra connected, right? or at least that's
2: how it feels in my head yeah (laughs) definitely that's such a nice way to think about it I like it
1: yes okay so um we're getting to the end of this episode but I'd like to just take a moment to talk about a little bit of what we've done outside of the show it's always cool to see like what we've been doing and stuff besides like working and podcasting um this year, just a few weeks ago, actually, we were asked to speak at the Entre Architect Network uh, Business Summit, which was really cool. We got to talk about women entrepreneurs. So, yay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. By the time that this episode airs, all three of us will be in Costa Rica. Yeah. Yay. If y'all are not following us on Instagram, then maybe you should. If you want to see pictures of gorgeous Costa Rica through our eyes.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, so now let's visit the Agora. All right, so remember, the Agora is where we share news, big or small. So here we go. So our first Agora is a listener to a show. Farah, Farah, Farah Luyan, Farah D, Who Got Married. Yay! Yay!
0: <laughs> We're so excited that we all got to be there to see Fada get married in Miami this year. Congrats to both her and Jose.
1: Yes, it's always fun when we get together. And we are just so happy for Fada and Jose. This has been a long time coming, okay? Their wedding cake <laughs> topper said, finally. Finally.
2: <laughs> Another Agora that we have is from another listener and friend to the show, Tisetso M, who graduated at the end of last year. We met Tisetso back in 2020 while she was doing great things, leading the group Gas Studio for Women Graduate Students in South Africa. And now the group is known as Me Too Femel, And Tisetso graduated with a second master's degree. Amazing. <laughs>
0: Yes. Yay. Congrats, Tisetso. It reminds me of our ladies getting all the degrees.
1: Mm-hmm. G- degrees on degrees on degrees. That's Congrats. Right. Congratulations to everybody. So,
0: listeners, let's continue to share great news from you. If you have news to share, big or small, please send it to our email address, shebuildspodcast at gmail.com. Let's celebrate your accomplishments together.
2: All right, it's time to say goodbyes. Don't forget that SheBuilds Podcast is a member of the Gable Media Podcast Network. Gable Media is all about building a better world. Listen and subscribe to all the shows at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L-media.com.
1: Please let us know what you thought about this episode and the rest of our season. If you've enjoyed it, Help us spread the word. Tell your friends, your high tea companions, your, your BFFs, your lecturers, your professors, uh, your beer pong opponents. Tell them to give us five stars on iTunes and Spotify. Write us a review and this will all help us reach a wider audience and for more people to learn about these amazing ladies with us.
0: We are excited to hear from you and for you to come back and keep learning about women bosses with us. You can email us your thoughts at shebuildspodcast at gmail.com. Leave a comment on our website, shebuildspodcast.com, or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at shebuildspodcast and on Twitter at shebuildspod.
2: We are going on a break while we develop season eight and we'll be back in March. This is a great time to tell your friends about this season, re-listen to your favorite episodes, and start conversations about everyone you've heard about. So, this is not goodbye just to see you later. Until season eight, see ya later.
1: See you later. See you. Bye.
2: Bye. Listening and subscribing. I'm so tired.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're almost we're almost there. We're almost there. <laughs> I believe in you. (laughs) I believe in you.
1: I've mentioned it to my family, but
2: in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this. I'm looking for projects. You got anything?
1: I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me.